and caught me eating pork. <laughs> Ooh, I had to put a big piece in there. I didn't realize you're gonna be ready so soon. <laughs> and mm. I love the the awkward silence as you just chew. I feel like the gate is gonna clip out the chewing, so it'll just yes. be dead silence. Right. I've been like cooking more. Okay. From like zero, um, <laughs> to cooking a little bit, essentially okay. just seasoning and rubbing meat, and um, uh, and it's been exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what 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 have you been cooking? Uh, pork, pork, uh, chicken, uh, chicken drumsticks, chicken thighs. And it's real easy. You just look up like, yeah. it's, it's mostly whatever you want to do, but like, right. Like the, the, the main, um, Venn diagram of pork tends to be garlic powder, salt, mm-hmm. pepper. A lot of them suggest paprika. I don't, I don't know about paprika. Okay. You know, rosemary, thyme. And at the end, like when I was putting it in the pan to go back in the the fridge, I'd put like some butter on top of it just to like melt onto it. I think that made nice. all the difference, my dude. It that was, it's, always makes yeah. a difference, man. Really, the basis of any cooking meat tends to be like butter and salt and pepper. And that's yep. really all you need. The rest of it's like, what do you like? You can always tell when a hamburger has been finished with butter. Mm, um, yeah. And I've found like... It's, it just makes so much of a difference in terms of the juiciness of it and, and just that like smooth taste. Um, but yeah, man, you're right. It's, it's, it's all, it's all about the, the, the seasonings and the finishing touches. Yeah. Pork. I mean, you know, you can get sick of pork if you just eat it for like three weeks straight and you're just yeah. eating nothing but yep. pork. Yeah. But uh, I'm proud of this, this loin, the other ones, the other half of it, it was like an eight pound loin. Wow. Um, and I got it for like, like 13 bucks. Or something Sweet. i know it was crazy so anyway I, I i froze the other part of it and it was so huge it couldn't fit in like a gallon bag so i had to cut that loin into half so that was like t- yeah two a couple of two pound loins in my freezer had kind of a wonky evening ended up getting my plate late and then mm. i went running right before i came back in here to do the podcast gotcha so i'm pretty hungry <laughs> <laughs> um so sure. while you're talking i will be chewing so if, okay, it's, if it seems fine. unusually like i'm thrown to you but yeah dustin what are your thoughts <laughs> 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 all right so we don't have john um nope so we're gonna to go ahead and do this thor episode so by the time this is out it's gonna be probably friday three weeks four weeks so it will have been three all right it's the 26th now let me see yeah so by the time this episode's out it'll be the, oh they're gonna calendar cover up the screen it'll be the 29th it will have been out for three weeks this will be okay no, this will be weekend week four. This weekend, okay. this coming weekend is that's the fourth weekend. Got it. I don't know how Thor is doing at the box office, um, but I imagine it's doing as good as can be expected these days. Um, yeah, I think um, I can pull it up really quick. The the only thing I remember hearing about it is it had a big drop off in its second week. Um, one of the biggest Marvels ever seen. Um, it's like a sixty eight percent drop off. Um, and I remember that was a big story when it broke <clears throat> that, you know, why, why is Marvel seeing this huge drop off for this movie that stars one of the original Avengers? Avengers. Yeah. Um, and so there's been all sorts of think pieces on why that is, um, which, you know, I, I don't have the, the knowledge to know why exactly that is. And, and really 68% 
I mean, that's that's a sizable a sizable chunk, but it's. I mean, the movie's still making money hands over fist, so it's not really that that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, right now it's sitting at two hundred seventy nine million domestically, um, three twenty two internationally for a total of six hundred one million. Um, so I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not a disappointment by any means, um, but it's I think maybe lower than some people had had thought. I was kind of walked out of the movie, not really knowing what, what quite to think of it. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, it was what was very clear to me as soon as I left the theater was, okay, this is very different from Ragnarok. And I think that, uh, that's going to bump people. Um, you know, people are divided on this movie. Um, yeah. I think this movie is possibly a, a bellwether for a lot of people on their overall thoughts on this phase of Marvel's movies, mm-hmm. uh, which may or may not be fair to this movie. Uh, I've heard people say this movie is kind of an indictment of, of the oversaturation of Taika Waititi himself. Um, mm. And uh, those are all kind of valid. As far as the movie itself goes, I think I, I, I gave it a third, three stars. Someone asked me if I, you know, is the Thor, is the new Thor worth seeing in in theaters? And I said, you know, if you're gonna, with this movie and a few books I bought, I'm kind of out of like my personal like money until November. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if you're in my situation where like you're tight on like your fun funds, it's going to be on Disney plus just, just wait, like whatever, like in 10 years, it's not going to matter if you had seen it and it won't matter if you saw this movie in theaters, like, you know, yeah. versus like something truly like, Oh like Top Gun, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Like right. you, like, yeah. So there's that. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go to the movies this weekend anyways, and you, you know, it's, it's nice and casually entertaining and it's, it's perfectly good as popcorn fare. Um, I think the only reason that that's could be considered a negative review of this movie is that it's Marvel overall is usually more than that. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it wasn't is kind of like, all right, it's not bad. It's just, it, it's not up there with my favorite movies of the MCU. Um, but obviously you're not asking me this question. If you're an MCU fan, if you're a Marvel completionist, you're, you've already seen the film and you're just waiting for me to shut up. So um, I gave it three stars. Um, you know, it, it big movies definitely are going to be good in theaters. Uh, but if you yeah. are indifferent and it's week four and you're still not feeling, I still on the fence. Well, then I guess wait, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. But, but it, not, not, not cause I feel like you're going to waste your money. It's just like, you've gone three weekends without it. You can wait a little longer. Right. Right. It's, it's exactly. not, it's not a mind blowing experience of a movie. Yeah. I, I also gave it three stars. Um, for me, it's just kind of fine. I mean, I, I enjoyed the experience, the theatrical experience. Um, but if you're asking me straight up, do I think you should see this in theaters? Like, do do I need to see it in theaters? No, you don't need to. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I do always like to recommend the theater, but I, I, I don't think this is one that is good enough that it's like, go out and see it right now in theaters, you know, no hesitation. Um, like Top Gun was, this is like, you know, I mean, I guess if you can find a matinee or you happen to, you know, have some time to kill and you're like, I'm going to go see a movie. This is not a bad one to see. But 
Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of echo your thoughts on, on everything. I mean, three stars for me. Um, and again, we can talk about maybe why this worked for some and didn't for others, um, why it didn't, didn't for us. But, um, but I think that, uh, I think that love and thunder is a step above Thor, the dark world. Um, but I think, um, it's still my third favorite Thor movie. Sorry, you took too big of a bite. <clears throat> now we're just waiting. We're just waiting for for the man whose name is on this show to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gobbling that plate. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I took Dustin drowning third. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like an anime character. <laughs> the coach is over there going, go for it, go, 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 go. go, go. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I just slid into home and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're out. I, I beat you by a long shot. That dead, I, that dead I, air I, was I the pickle. I touched home plate and the ball came in like five minutes later. <laughs> it was like the sandlot. I'm like Benny the Jet Rodriguez in that pickle. I was like, except I lose. Except it's not that dramatic. Um. All right, so there we have it on our general impressions. Let's. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you about the events of this movie, yeah. And in typical fashion, um, there are no particular order. Um, just kind of, uh, I, I thought that it was an easy layup of a prediction for us to, uh, to know that the Guardians of the Galaxy were not going to be in this movie for more than like one scene. Yeah, there were people who were mad about that, and I was like, "Are y'all stupid? Right? <laughs> like, why would they I, be?" I, why would you I, expect I, that? I knew that's that was going to be the case. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say I'm not still a little bit disappointed, um, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be much. No, there's no way they would they would put those characters in this movie for any meaningful period of time. No, uh, yeah, no, that was never going to happen. And, and they're certainly not going to do. I think at one point, if I'm not mistaken, Guardians Three was supposed to come out first. Yeah. Um, and so the the question was, is Thor going to feature in Guardians Three? That was the original question. And then and then it flip flopped and was like, Well, how much will the Guardians be in Thor four? And then it's like, Oh, okay, not very much. I'm guessing not. I'm guessing they were just sort of like, Okay, so now he's with them at the end of Endgame, like, all right, well, we gotta get rid of him, but we have to right. show that we can't just ignore that story point. We have to incorporate them. Right. Right. Exactly. But, well, I mean, so let's let's recap the film. So Thor, Thor, uh, Thor's going through a midlife crisis. Uh, Thor is is Thor has, you know, come off of Endgame, uh, very lost in his purpose. And uh, and through the and again, and, yeah, again. Yes. And um, he uh, is reunited with Jane Foster, who uh, now suddenly again. has. <laughs> Has the powers? Uh, has the powers of Thor? She is. She is. She. She is wielding the newly reforged Mjolnir. She is referred to as an Asgardian throughout the film. But I'm just like, I don't think that makes you Asgardian. I think they're just is Captain America Asgardian. He's not Asgardian. It's, so it's like, okay, what are you doing? So, yeah. and why doesn't he get an outfit? Whatever. Uh, um, these are questions. Um, these are questions, but th- these are well, these are nitpicks. I won't elevate them to the level of questions. Sure, sure. <laughs> I sh- Shouldn't do that. Um, yeah. uh, and then he uh, so quickly is confronted with the the threat of of this uh, person named Gore 
the God Butcher who has decided that gods are selfish and that they should be destroyed. And uh, so he's like, oh, well, that's bad. And so we're, we're going to stop him. And throughout the course of trying to uh, rescue some kidnapped Asgardian kids and um, slay Gore, he is sort of um, uh, dealing with and coming to terms with his feelings for Jane Foster and uh, who, meanwhile, is uh, fighting cancer. Um, so uh, there's that. There you go. Um, and I... I, so as far as the story goes, the characterization for me is one of those things that really matters in these movies. Like it really matters to me. Like when we go into, when we go into movies, how have they decided what, what's, how they decided what this character is going through and struggling with and do I buy it? Yeah. And with Thor, that's a weird question for me to answer because I feel like, uh, no one knows. I think that I know that Hemsworth had a lot more control starting with Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, because he was getting bored with the role. He yeah. wanted to bring on Taika Waititi. He was like, I'm bored of Thor. And he was like, I'm bored of Thor too. And so they came up with, well, what, where can we take him? The Russos didn't really know what to do with him. They had interesting ideas. I, I like their overall ideas of stripping built out identities. And that applies to Thor in such and such a way. Um, but as far as like, if you're looking at what he's going through, it's like, I, you spend so much time wanting to be king. Now I'm king, but like my kingdom is different and I'm going to rule my own terms. I'm not going to be a king on top of an ill-gotten empire. And then never mind, um, half my people are dead. And now we live in wherever, Norway. Well, where's that? Where's New Asgard located? Somewhere eh, in the, I don't know, somewhere eh, in the Baltics. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, and uh, I don't want to be king. And I'm not sure what I want to be doing. So while I figure it out, I'm going to go do some general good in the universe, but it's going to kind of feed my ego as a great warrior at the same time. Mm -hmm. That all makes sense. I just, I guess I'm frustrated by what I feel like is a regression of Thor. And I think when we were talking about Endgame, I kind of excused it because I was like, we don't know what they're doing yet. We don't know what they're doing. Let them, let them keep going with it. See where they're going with it. Now we're here and I'm like, you know, as when the movie begins, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of frustrated because I feel like I'm watching a character who's already grown up, like go back through his adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. So Taika Waititi's like, oh, it's a midlife crisis. But it's like, I just feel like that's an excuse for saying we don't know what to do with the character, but we have to make this movie. So we need to do something. Yeah. So it that's just how it feels to me as a yep. viewer. Um, I don't know. Would you, do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I think that as a writer, you have to sit down and, and decide what is our character's flaw? What do they need and try to put them on a course to becoming a better version of themselves, especially with these mythic hero type characters. Um, and so with Thor, you know, he's had a weird trajectory from his first film where he's like party boy kind of thing and who, who is flippant about his, um, his abilities, his uh, responsibility and, and becomes worthy. And then, and I don't really know what was happening in dark world. I don't remember um, and then, and then, and then beyond that, he felt like he kind of settled into a pretty stable role with Joss Whedon's Avengers movies. Um, he, he had kind of become stable, um, only to then sort of, um, have to come to terms with himself again in Ragnarok and then do it again in Avengers Endgame um, but that can be sort of excused in my mind because of the blip and the, you know, PTSD that might be associated with 
losing half of the earth and essentially failing your mission and um, and that sort of thing. So so I can kind of excuse his digression there, his regression there. Yeah. Um, and then and then and then yeah, here you're right. It's like this is a character who's been through a lot and should, for all intents and purposes, be at a more mature place in his life than ever before. And for a second, I thought we might get it because he's up like on this mountain meditating at the beginning of this film. And I thought, oh, okay, he's like a stable, like he's he's worked out, he's you know lost the weight, he's you know kind of found himself, and then suddenly he's like lost himself again. And I'm like, I don't quite understand the regression here, but I agree, it is a regression. It's it's the easiest thing to do is like Thor's Thor's here at the stasis. So every movie we have to like regress him just to get him back to the stasis. He's not actually becoming a better person. He's just returning to zero every time. And and that that's I think getting a little bit frustrating at this point. And maybe it's um for me like Taika's um mentality in it, which it which is Thor's kind of childish and kind of whatever, which I kind of thought he had gotten over by now so again like his at his most stable in my mind is age of ultron he feels like he's um like i don't know kind of classy in that movie yes and like i remember him being kind of well-dressed and like stoic and um and, and that kind of and so it feels like yeah how did that character become this goofy you know, whatever kind of character that takes nothing seriously and really isn't that good at being a hero after all of this. I mean, he shatters that, that ancient, that, that civilization's ancient worship, whatever, uh, their, their, their building, their cathedral or whatever. Um, and, and he destroys it. And it's like, man, I, I, I just kind of feel like this is a regression. So yes, I, I do. I completely feel like, like that and i don't totally buy his starting point here um so yeah i think i think i yeah i agree but that being said by the end of the film um i was happy with choices they made uh you know on the one hand so it's good that like there's ostensibly a reason for him to to be a little bit more self-serious um you know, while still maintaining, I guess, what they want as this core comedic element to his character. Um, But with him actually going through a bit of a, I don't know if I'd call it an arc in this movie, but he does go through a change. Like the experiences of this film do kind of like center him a bit in in what he considers worthwhile pursuits in life, which I guess being love here. Yeah. Um, Um, But they're also kind of vague. Yeah, I feel like that's questionable. I feel like it's questionable what he learns in this movie or or where he's at at the end. I, I don't, I don't have a good sense that he's become, you know, wiser, more mature um, kind of character. But rather, he's accepted a, um, he's accepted a responsibility. Sure, but I don't. I, I don't see a fundamental change caused by the events of this film in him, but instead he just kind of like does something that's good because it's good, but he was already there in my mind. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. 
I'm not, I'm not really sure that that that's a valid arc for me. I, I don't think that, that really works for me. Um, so, I mean, and maybe we'd have to talk spoilers. Do you want to just get into spoilers? Yeah. 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 Let's just, let's so, get into everything. So, so he, he accepts Gore's daughter as his own. And, and this is, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm always for heroes being allowed to be parents or being allowed to like mature and, and yeah. accept the next phase of their, uh, you know, uh, their life, right? Like yeah. for too long, we've allowed these characters to stay at 30 years old and yeah. never, you know, they're always like flirting with the, with the girl, but they're never yeah. like marrying Settling the girl down. And There's like, no growth yeah. towards like, towards like taking on a role. That's not about you. You know, right. like it, it's, it's good for heroes to have very external, obvious reasons to, to yeah. be a little less, self-centered and this is over time like why some of the characters that i'm drawn to are characters like spider-man who you can watch grow from high school to college and they generally don't go too much beyond that but Mm -hmm. um or like robin who becomes nightwing and like you can see that evolution in them um so i'm all i'm all for allowing a character to embrace the next phase of their life um especially as it pertains to something that's relatable to the audience um as they grow um, it feels weird that that the audience would outgrow the heroes and accept more responsibility in our personal lives um, than the heroes ever would. Um, but but yeah, I mean, long story short, he he accepts that role, but it's kind of because it's right. Like, here's an orphaned girl, and she needs somebody. And I guess Jane, I guess reuniting with Jane makes it makes him open to that. Yeah. But I also don't get the sense that like two movies ago had this happened i don't w- without jane i don't get the sense that he would have been like no nah, i'm not accepting that girl like i don't <laughs> right. I, you know what i mean like yeah. i don't i don't have that sense that he would reject an orphaned girl before so so th- that that like that premise doesn't quite it's not quite earned for me mm. okay that's a good point I, I, I just don't I don't see anything like had had this character been for for like ages, like he broke up with Jane because he didn't want to settle down because he doesn't want kids because he doesn't want the responsibility. Right. Like had that been his story for for movies, yeah. for, for all these movies, then then it, finally having a daughter is him growing. But I don't that was never a story for him. So it's weird now that the the culmination of like maturity is accepting an orphaned girl as his own. Uh, it was never set up that he wouldn't do that. What if the, I mean, but they don't want to kill Valkyrie, but like what if Valkyrie had been yeah. killed or something on that, right. that moon planet thing, King Kai's right. moon. And yes. if, if she had been killed, like it would, you know, okay. I sort of abdicated the throne. Someone else ran things. Yep. She already kind of seems like she doesn't enjoy it. Yep. And I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. accept it. And so I can just sort of decide I'll be king and everyone will accept it because I'm Thor. This, you know. this is what makes the Lion King so, so uh, impactful is he ran from the throne and then accepted it at the end. Like th- it's that same thing. It, it's the wayward prince who becomes king. And, and, and that's, that's always a powerful story yeah. of accepting responsibility. And I, yeah, I think that that would have been a, a much more fulfilling end to this film than him accepting Gore's daughter. Because again, that was not a, that was not ever on our mind that he wouldn't do that. Or that was, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That, was, that was never set up. So, so it's strange. In other words, it, like I can see the arc. I see it. Yeah. I don't know that it works for me. Yeah. Um, doesn't quite land. Yeah. Because, because it's missing the front piece. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the absence of these things, the absence of these character traits and these symbols of growth, with, you know, with, with characters like Thor, you really work on the want need paradigm. Yeah. It's what does he want? Well, yeah. he wants freedom and he wants, uh, you know, to, to, you know, be a swashbuckling hero, yeah. but he needs to settle down and find love and family. And, and yeah. that's what he needs. Right. So you explore the want need, but, but if, if, you're going to give him his needs over his wants, then you have to, at some point have him realize that his wants aren't good for him yeah. or that his needs that he's never wanted. He now wants. Right. <laughs> and so, and it, sorry, it's confusing, <laughs> but, but that, but that is, that's, that, that's the writer's job. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't feel like that, that truly works here. I will say for all of its, you know, wanting to keep Thor comedic and and light and jovial and kind of dumb. There's a few moments where Thor is kind of Thor, and so it's like it to me. They they knew they couldn't just be comedic, right? So you have the moment where he's you know talking to Zeus, right? Thor's you know goofy, sure, but um, and and him losing his clothes is unnecessary. But but the but the main thing <laughs> the main thing is yeah. um, it's exploitative, is what it sure. is. Yeah, um, double standard. But if if that had happened to Natalie Portman, yeah, it would have been a completely it was kinda, different scene. It was kind of oddly like weird. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. If if a woman is unclothed against her yeah. will, that's and characters of the opposite sex are gawking at her, right? You know, it, you, 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 want, you want a grape? You know, we'll <laughs> right, right, stare right. at this. It's a thing. Anyway, yeah. that's all. <laughs> the is, the yeah. point is, the point is, um, you know, Thor standing up to Zeus in that way is kind of classic Thor to me. I um, thought that was great. I loved. Yeah, it. I loved cool. what he was saying. Like my hero, and he was so eloquent. And I was like, and I guess that they just feel like it's so. Ugh, this is a problem with Taika Waititi, but we'll we'll get to we'll get to that later. But yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, it's just a roller coaster because sometimes he's very dumb and and it's like, how is this man even alive? Like, how has he not died? Because he he forgot to breathe one day. He's so right. dumb. And then some. And then someday. And then sometimes he's like, oh, okay. Like he's he's a good leader, yeah. right? And so it's a weird paradigm. Like like there there's two sides to Thor's coin, so to speak. And and it's like Taika sat down at the typewriter. And flipped the coin and said, "Well, which one am I going to get?" And in this movie, he just kept getting the comedic one, and he yeah. was like, "Well, okay, it's comedic, comedic, comedic." And then finally, it lands on heads, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll write a good one, yeah. right?" <laughs> and like that's kind of how it was. I mean, let's talk about Taika Waititi. Like, all right, yeah. What 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 do you think at, at this point in his career? At this point in his career with Thor? All right, at this point in his career, he's too goddamn silly. I'm a little sick of it. Yeah. Um. There's so much of what he brings to the table that is great in in certain contexts. Like what we do in the shadows is brilliant. Yep. Um, yep. And you know, I'm I'm and so I think it was around. I think it was around. Um, that was the one with the Nazi kid. Um, uh, Jojo Rabbit. It was around Jojo Rabbit where I was like, uh, are we turning a corner here? Like, is this getting? You know, he he's yeah. playing Hitler and he's so so silly. And it's like okay, like he's really clowning it up here. And yeah. I, I, I feel like 
if I'm to <clears throat> armchair psychoanalyze Taika Waititi as a as a as a person, um, yeah. boy, no, I have to do it now because I said it, but <laughs> I just I mean, I hate that I'm about to do this. Chekhov's gone. Hooper. I feel I feel <laughs> Chekhov's hot take. Um, yeah. uh, I feel like. I'll say it in a sarcastic voice, so I can't be taking it totally serious. I feel okay. like he's someone who wants to be, who wants to be taken seriously, but won't allow himself <laughs> to be taken seriously. Yeah. I feel like he clearly has it in him to write and direct drama with pathos yeah. and use his gift of comedy a lot more subtly yeah. and strategically in the way that comedians can be great dramatic actors because they understand timing. Yeah. That same strength is in him. Yeah. Uh, his, his eye and or ear or whatever finger <laughs> towards satire, his writing sure. ability towards yeah. understanding, um, understanding, you know, proper story subversion and subversion of tropes like that. He, he has, he has an understanding of, of that on, on a, on a, on a key level. Um, and I feel like whether it's he's bored or he's under the gun or he is under feels pressured to deliver on something quirky and funny that he just doubles down. I, I, the movie felt to me like people are going to expect this to be silly. And it's like Ragnarok was good because it was a really good mixture of those things. Like it was a fresh take it was a fun movie. The tone yep. kept it light. You know, the other characters were silly. Thor was funny in the movie, but he was honestly like pretty grounded in the film. Yeah. Yep. Um, does some silly things, undercut. That's what heroes do, undercuts himself, whatever, like that sort of stuff. But he was still a capable person, especially toward the end. And yep. I feel like in this movie, Thor is lost Again, understandable, you know, we're getting past like, oh, well, that's because he's lost. Yeah, we, we we understand the story reasons. So yeah. objectively, Thor was way too lost for my taste. It didn't feel measured. Uh, his yeah. tone is inconsistent, uh, whether he's competent, serious, sad, funny, uh, dumb, you know. Uh, and by the end of the film, he's doing stuff, but he is abdicating a lot of his typical story actions to other characters, which is fine to an extent, but part of it's just like, I don't know. It feels like there's something lost. So I think Taika Waititi like exhibits this, like, and, and there's a lot of it in this movie where like something serious will kind of start to happen and then it'll get undercut by a joke or, yeah. or something he says falls flat or, yeah. you know, like, Oh, he kind of, you know, loses assurance in himself when he talks or whatever. And I feel like that's a writer who's afraid of writing something or hesitant rather to write something serious or dramatic for fear yeah. of being criticized as writing something predictable or, yeah. or stock. And it's yeah. like, it's not stock. You bring a unique flavor already to this character. It's okay. If the screenplay has some structure and yeah. if the character beats feel like they track yeah. And that's his deficiency in this movie. And I just yeah. think that combined with that, I think people, I don't know. I think people aren't as enchanted by his, his, his New Zealand humor as they were with when Ragnarok came around and yeah. especially, and I think that's not so much his directing as he's just himself acted in so many movies lately as well. 
you know, this Buzz Lightyear movie and yep. lots of movies. Um, yeah. and, and, and maybe the latest example being free guy, which he's terrible yeah. in. He's yeah. the, one of the more annoying elements of that movie playing to his excesses and no one's, yeah. no one's saying, all right, this is a little too broad. Like, yeah. you know, like you're, 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 you, you have it in you to be more subtle than this. And I feel like you're just appealing to the lowest common denominator. I feel like it, it, it's, <clears throat> I don't want to draw comparisons that aren't apt. So you tell me if, if these are not, not relevant, but to me, it, it's this age old thing that happens when a filmmaker or actor uh, finds um, success in pop culture very quickly. Um, and, and they get uh, sort of locked into what their brand is. Yeah, so, yeah. so for, for um, again, tell me if this is, if this is accurate, but like someone like Tim Burton, who very quickly found success mm-hmm. only to then lock into that specific style and basically not change it ever. Um, or, um, or like M. Night Shyamalan, who finds success with his first feature film, um, it really hits the pop culture landscape and it's, you know, a huge touchstone um, when it's released. And then suddenly every movie has to be like that. Like, this is my brand. Um, you know, likewise, I think Jordan Peele is, is in that same sort of boat. Get Out hits. It's so great. Now every film is going to be compared to it, so every film better be derivative of it. Um, and that's sort of the brand. Um, so part of me feels like Taika's brand has become this quirky, energetic, childish sense of uh, of like sense of humor that works. Don't get me wrong; it works. Sure. But but over time, it becomes a parody of itself. Diminishing. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's the same thing that happens on any sitcom where a character becomes flanderized, right? It's like, well, we know this about the character, so that's all the character is. Um, and it's the same sort of thing where um, Taika Waititi was known for a thing, and that's all he now is. And and so that that's sort of the, the impression that I get is, is I don't know if it's like psychologically I'm afraid to do something different or I'd like to, but I can't or whatever. I think it's like, this is my brand. And the reason I'm being hired mm-hmm. is for this sensibility. Yeah. So monkey. I better bring that sensibility every time. Yeah. And, and sometimes it works, right? Like what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that broad over the top thing doesn't work like in free guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that style, you're right does not gel with the the sense of humor that Ryan Reynolds is doing, which is more earnest and, and whatever. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think it's a branding issue at this point. Mm. No, I think that's, I think that's accurate. Uh, that that tracks um, for me. And, and, and Thor love and thunder has just become a parody of what, it, of what Thor Ragnarok was. And, and it may not even be a conscious thing. Again, it's like, Hey, Marvel hired me again. So I better give them exactly what I gave them last time. And that's just rattling around in the back of the brain. Mm-hmm. That's my brand. That's why they hired me. Don't be too different. And it's right. like, if Sa- there's anywhere, Sam Elliott's you- not going to shave his mustache because that's <laughs> why they hired me was the mustache. Yeah. Although in the, um, in one of the last seasons of justified, he's like the villain and he yeah. does shave his mustache. Oh, it's weird. Oh. It's real weird. Seeing his lip. Weird. He's talking. 
Well, Marshall Givens, I don't know if I can acquiesce to those demands. And you're like, how do you, you have a, you have a lip. Huh? Why, why is that voice coming out of this weird artistic potter? Uh, yeah. You don't look like you've ever wrangled a cattle. Yeah. A cattle, one put, cattle. Put the mustache back on. <laughs> cattle is plural, and I used it singularly. Wrangle, Whatever. Wrangle a cattle. Yeah, wrangle, wrangle a cattle. Wrangle a cattle. There, there are two subplots in this film that deserve dramatic weight that I think are undercut severely by humor. Can I guess one? Go ahead. Is it cancer? It's cancer. <laughs> it's totally cancer. Um, cancer is not is not funny. Nope. Um, <laughs> And and as somebody who is who is looking forward to seeing the dramatic weight that Natalie Portman can bring to a role yeah. like this where somebody is struggling mm-hmm. to see her in her first scene mm-hmm. joking in a way that Jane Foster never did about cancer, taking it lightly, whatever. It's not a thing. She I mean, she's a scientist. She knows how serious this is. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for her to be saying well, I don't know. I don't even know. It's not a big deal. I, I never really liked the characterization of Jane Foster in these movies. Like when yeah. she's being like, like ditzy or yeah. dismissively light. Yeah. Because it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't part, part of it's cause you know how, I just know how smart Natalie Portman is in like in real life. Yeah. And her character is supposed to be off the charts. Brilliant. Yeah. So it feels weird that they try to make her like this adorable, like nerdy science yeah. girl. And it's like, she doesn't look nerdy. She doesn't look, I, I, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And, and yeah. And then that scene, it's yeah. like, it just, it, just it, it makes her, it makes her feel, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it else. I, I, I found that it, it was, um, it immediately like produced a, a sense a sense in me that was like yeah i'm not gonna like this like this is not going to be dramatic like i'd hoped yeah. and there's one scene like one scene um aside from her death at the end where thor gets kind of serious about it mm-hmm. and is like i want you to do what's what's best and like this is going to help you and that kind of thing that was the opportunity for her to like finally take seriously what was happening to her and it just didn't, it just didn't, it never worked. And I remember hearing a quote from Taika Waititi before the film came out that was like, I'm Natalie Portman's really funny. I'm surprised that more people don't lean into that. And, and I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Because, yeah, I mean, maybe she's funny, but th- this is not the time for that. You can, you can do that. in like, I, I thought the flashback scene where they're like, you know, doing a Halloween thing, which I heard somebody say it comes across as like a Saturday night live sketch. <laughs> and, and while I, I would agree with that, it seems sure. like a, you know, a digital short. It also like, to me, that was fine. She can be all shades of Natalie Portman of Jane Foster in that moment. But in the moment where she's, she's, you know, sitting and, and getting chemotherapy, that's not a moment for her to be funny. That's not a moment for right. her to be quirky. Um, I liked that flashback yeah. because it, it it did show like the full cycle of like a relationship. And I was yeah. surprised that they even showed them arguing about something mundane. Like it, it and even, even showed her in a light where she can seem nitpicky because there's a hesitance. Yeah. I feel like these days, especially in broader films to 
to, to be careful about how you depict, you know, uh, women being annoyed, you know? Yeah. I, I, it made me wish that we got like a, a movie about their breakup. Yeah. Right. Like, like why, yeah. why this happened off screen. I know why, but yeah. why it happened off screen. It's, it just sucks because I'm like, this is more interesting to me watching it fall apart and then be fixed. That's great. Um, but but it's not given the dramatic weight, so that's not given dramatic weight. The cancer is not given dramatic weight, mm-hmm. and then and then on top of that, you've got Gore the God Butcher, um, who um, I've got I've got a few problems with with his characterization, none of which falls on Christian Bale. Christian Bale's doing great work in this movie. Yeah, I think I think the standouts <laughs> in this movie, by the way, I think Christian Bale's great in it, and yeah. uh, I really. I really do. I, I think Natalie Portman, other than like some of those, the, the light characterization, I feel like she does some, some, some heavy lifting in this movie. Uh, yeah. When like when, her, all her hero stuff is cool. When the, when the writing takes her seriously. Yes. yes yeah. yeah. Um, when, when she's trying to find her catchphrase, if that's not funny yeah. the first time, it's not going to be funny no. the 12th time. No, I that, that was one of those where as soon as that happened, I was like, ah, oh, we're going to have to keep revisiting this. Yeah. 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 And that's, this is going to be a runner and yeah. it's not going to be funny any of these times. Gore is great. He's, he kidnaps a bunch of children and it never feels to me like anybody has a reaction to that. That's, <laughs> that's appropriate to two dozen children going missing at once. Yeah. That, that's a pretty heavy and kind of a dark thing, especially when we know that they're going with a man who's a murderer. Um, that, that, that's a dark subject matter and, um, it's, uh, it's not given the, the kind of weight that it should. And in a weird way, it proves Gore's point because Gore, Gore is a character who, because he feels that the gods have, uh, not, not been trustworthy and worthy of his exaltation. Yeah. He, decides to go on a killing spree and kill all the gods. I really wish we saw any of that and we don't. Yeah. Um, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. I don't know if that exists on the cutting room floor, but it, it would have been great to see. I feel like um, so much in this movie is probably on the cutting room floor. I think so too. And some stuff got pulled up off, off of it. And I thought I heard at one point that the original cut was three hours long and then it's cut down to what is this? Like an hour 40. Oh, it's no, like, there's no way it's that short. Okay. Let me clear. It fell I'll, short. I'll, I'll try and find it. Okay. Um, but but regardless, like, yeah, we don't see Gore do any actual God butchering except for the first guy, I guess. Wow. It's um, 119 minutes. Yeah. I I feel like the problem with with that is is Gore feels like the gods don't care. And then in a weird way, we're not really seeing any of these gods care. Like, of course, they want to get the kids back. But none of them are like distraught over it or like, you know, you would expect some sense of like urgency, but they just kind of like have a meeting and it's like, okay, and it's quirky still and funny. And it's like, no, like 20 kids just disappeared (laughs) with a murderer. Like have some, give this the weight that it deserves. This is Um, bad. This is really bad. But then also I'm like, I also don't understand why he kidnapped the kids to lure Thor, I guess. But if he thought that the gods didn't care, then why would he kidnap the kids if he thought the gods didn't care? 
So that doesn't quite add up. To, the, the motivation there doesn't quite add up. Mm-hmm. Then he like, you know, sneaks into the kid's cage and scares them half to death with the thing, like the skull or whatever it is. He like chops the head off of something. And I'm like, this is the same guy who went mad because his daughter died. Doesn't he have an affinity to kids? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's just corrupted so much by the sword. It's just kind of glossed over all of this deep stuff. I feel like his whole thing, like I want to get to eternity so I can, what was, what was he going to, he was going to, he was going to wish for, was he going to wish for like all the gods to die? All the gods to die. So he was just going to do that. And it's like, it would have been a little cooler. I think if he had, well, I don't know. Let me workshop this. I would, it would have been cause Thor's like, okay, if you want to help, then bring your girl back. And I sort of thought like, yeah, dumbass. Yeah. You, you have that opportunity. Just, yeah. Like why would you, pick that over revenge like i know you're consumed by it or some shit but like right come on never occurred to you that you could just have your daughter back and go on your way like so it just seemed kind of like selfish uh hypocritical therefore for him to think that way also i don't think it would have hurt the story for him to be like yeah I, i i needed to get here to wish my daughter back and yeah i don't really care how many gods i kill to get here but now I'm dying, so I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, I'll take care of her. Like, it would have made a little more sense to me that that was always Gore's motivation. That's why he kidnaps the kids, but doesn't harm them. You know, maybe he feels bad about it, but there are means to an end, but he's trying to split hair. Like, that would make him a little more interesting as an antagonist right. to me is, is if he had said, no, 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 this was all. Instead, it's Thor's idea. Thor, the dumbest character in the movie, is like, hey, idiot, why don't you bring your daughter back? And he's like, oh, yeah. well, shit. Yep. Right. Good idea, yeah. man. Well, and, and I'm a little confused about the, the the way that this all works too, because Gore needed so Gore needed the Bifrost to get which to, means he needed yeah. Stormbreaker. Yep. Which means he needed Thor. So he kidnaps the kids to get to Thor. But then that kid can just use the Bifrost. Heimdall's son can use the Bifrost. Can use the Bifrost regardless. So once he has the sword, once he has that, it's like, oh, maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. I mean, did he need Thor to show up with it? Maybe. But but why not just try to take Stormbreaker in the first place? Like, why go through all the trouble of luring him to the, the gray planet? Yeah. Like, to take Stormbreaker when he like, could have done it before. Take Take the MacGuffin before they know where you're going. Like, right. don't, it's, it's sort of like if you're being, if you're, if you're being like followed by some creep, don't pull into your driveway. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, a good, that's a good analogy. It's like you, true. you pull into your driveway, you run on, you slash his tires and you go, ha ha dummy. And then you run into your house and he's like, okay, well, I know where you're going. I know, I know where you live now. You're a second to murder you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a little bit strange and, um, convoluted and it doesn't quite make a yeah. make all the sense no. in the world and and i've seen a lot of people and i think this is more of a nitpick than than like an actual criticism mm. saying well if eternity exists and can answer it can give me grant you any wish then why didn't thanos just go to eternity and i'm like all right <sighs> it, that's a nitpick because mm. you're assuming that thanos knew about eternity and chose this other way yeah. We don't know that Thanos knew about eternity. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe this the way that he did it was easier. I don't know. But but you're it's like I understand the sentiment of like don't introduce something in a later film that 
that would have negated a plot from a previous film. Right. I get that. Yeah. But I do think that's kind of a, a nitpick. I don't think that's a valid yeah, criticism. The, the, no, it's not because the answer is because there's not a comic called in Thanos and, and eternity. There's a comic called right. the infinity gauntlet, you know, like right. that, that's cause that's what happens in the comics. Okay. <laughs> my, my question is if the Bifrost is, is the key to eternity. Yeah. Why ha- haven't the Asgardians been going to eternity constantly, constantly to wish for things? <laughs> they literally have the key to a magic genie, magic lamp. <laughs> I don't understand why it hasn't been used. Yeah. And, and, and doesn't Thor in this film say, oh, I thought that was just a myth or whatever. And I'm like, bro, you're a myth. <laughs> you You literally have like a teleportation device to it. Yeah. How do you this- not? You didn't think like, hey, hey, Heimdall, who has seen everything in the universe. They literally say that. I feel- <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real, dude. Oh, send me there. I'd like to wish for Loki to not be a jerk to me. Yeah. And then Thor 1's done. And the whole MCU's over. Yep. I'd like to wish for my hammer back. I'd like to wish for like, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I, mean, I want the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it, 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 yeah. The whole thing's weird. But all that said, like, I don't know that all of that's a valid criticism, but, but I I, I do, I, I I think what is a valid criticism is Thor's ability to children, give them all the power of Thor. Yeah. I assume that he can only do that because he has Zeus's lightning bolt. Sure. Although it's not explicitly stated right and it would have been really handy against thanos or against thanos yeah to create an army of thors Thors. hey hey uh hey black widow hey uh uh uh, hawkeye you guys are normal people how would you like the power of thor yeah it's uh i mean it's cute and it's a fun splash panel um sure but yeah kind of you know (sighs) a little bit a little bit weird. I mean, it, that's it, but that's one of Taika's things is like, I need to have a fun scene with children doing, you know, like yeah. fighting shadow beasts, CGI monsters yeah. right. and uh, shooting people with toys. Correct. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's weird. Uh, can we talk about Guns N' Roses for a second, too? Yeah. J- just very briefly. Mm. I love Guns N' Roses. Like I, I do. I've always mm-hmm. loved Guns N' Roses. So when when Welcome to the Jungle hit in the first the first uh action set piece i was like okay cool and then like the next one hits i don't remember what it is um but i'm like oh it's a that's another one and then sweet child of mine plays and i'm like oh they, and then and and then play, in the fight the the, the splash panel fight with the kids is november rain november rain yeah and i'm like oh it's all guns and yeah roses. <laughs> and yeah. i love guns and roses sure. but i'm like why though what's the what's the motivation behind this soundtrack it would granted you can't do like the peter quill gave me a right a cassette yeah. thing and because then you're just copying that yeah and, but it's just weird that that's the choice yeah especially strange. like uh, it's one thing to like make it like a kind of sneaky thing for the trailer Oh, yeah. by the end of the film, he has a child, sweet child of mine. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can go back and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but for the that music, that licensed music to be just so obviously and unmotivatingly used yeah. in multiple scenes in this movie is sort of like it, it made it feel so schlocky to me. It made and it feel Heimdall's son goes, call me Axel now. I know. Like, I was oh, like, this is weird. What did they pay you guys? Like, did you get, yeah. are you getting kickbacks from the, like, I, like if, if this is the future of product placement, I'd rather have Thor drink a big ass Pepsi before he, before he, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> go, exactly. Yeah. Stormbreaker. What do you, hold on. <laughs> Mintos, the freshman. Yes. Nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing is better for my muscles than muscle. Milk. I mean, they kind of did with old spice. They but, did old spice. But, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand a lot of choices that were made in the movie, and and I say I don't understand them because the alternate because that's not quite true. I think I do. By I'm gonna say I don't understand them because the alternative is I understand them and they're dumb. Yeah, and I right. don't. I'm not ready to live in that reality yet, where such well, obvious and terrible choices were made by a studio that's made such great movies. And here, you know, here's, here's what does work for me. Like that opening sequence, Thor has like a red leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his hair's like super long and eighties ish. Yeah. And, and he's got, um, you know, guns and roses or they're playing in the background and it's like this action set piece and it feels like a rock opera mm-hmm. that works that, that first scene, I don't think it's a great scene, but I think like, Oh, okay. This is, if this is the flavor of the movie, I'm going to be okay with it. But it, because like you look at like the, 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 the font that's used on the posters and in the film itself, yeah. and it's like, okay, this is going to be like a rock opera. It's like yeah. super rock and roll, but it's really not. And if it had been, I really would have loved it a lot, a lot more. I think like keep that eighties, uh, like, you know, schlocky rock opera feel, mm-hmm. but, um, but elevate it, you know, like yeah. treat it with with more care and a bigger budget than those movies ever got back then, uh, like Flash Gordon or whatever with its Queen soundtrack and you know that kind of thing. like like that would have been a cool thing. And I don't think they ever really did that here. Um, so that's weird. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's like a double edged sword because like that sequence, I'm like, that's really cool. I, I love the leather jacket. I love the like the feeling of a rock opera. And then it's just kind of like disappear. It just disappears. But then the music stays, but it's only Guns N' Roses. So that's weird. I'm like, y'all couldn't use like Brett Michaels and, uh, you know, whoever. Else. Uh, anyway, you couldn't use a million other glam metal bands yeah. at the time. But but it, it, it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely didn't like the 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 use of the music for sure for me i i and i i accepted lots of things in the movie uh as far as like you know they clearly have decided aside from the characterization of thor like they decided aesthetically we are very interested in building out the anything jack kirby that takes place off of earth because that's working like that's one things people did like about the eternals was 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 that that aesthetic and, and we're into that imagery and so that worked with Ragnarok, you know, you need to do more here. And so, you know, one thing that, that the Thor movies have always done is reminded us how big this universe is yeah. and, you know, how different some things are uh, from, from the way they are on earth and the way things look. And I liked, I liked all the stuff at the, 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 um, the home of the gods. Um, <clears throat> I did like how 
actually liked their characterization of like, yeah, like we are like that, that, that scene all worked for me because Zeus is like, yeah, like we, we're not going to put ourselves at risk, but I can't let you leave. Like that all, that all made sense. And that kind of proved Gore's point. And so Thor has to be something more than that. I actually thought that that was, I almost thought we were going to get some, some pathos because Zeus kills Korg. And I was like, oh, I was sad. I was like, oh no. And then, and so, and then Thor, you know, and and then he tried, and then Thor catches the, the lightning bolt and throws it back and kills Zeus. I was like, I literally said, I was in the theater. I was like, oh shit. Like I was, I was like, yeah. Oh no. Like what happens now? He's made them vulnerable to gore now. Like I I thought that was going somewhere. Yeah. But both Zeus and Korg survive. Yep. So then I feel nothing. So then there's nothing. And not only does Korg survive, he regrows off screen to be completely back to normal. Yep. Which, yeah, I don't know. Also, did you catch uh, uh, Korg's uh, 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 dude's name? Dwayne. Um, Dwayne. Yeah. In the theater, I was like, is that a reference to Dwayne Johnson? And it is. It is? It is. Taika Waititi confirmed it. It's because it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Korg is a rock dude. So Dwayne is a is a joke. That's a joke name. I'm like, okay. Oh, speaking of jokes, two other jokes Never that mind. I thought were two and a half star. <laughs> yeah. Two two other jokes that I thought were weird. Infinity cones. Did you catch this? There there is a an ice cream parlor that gets opened in, in Asgard. In, in Asgard. Yeah, called uh Infinity Cones. And so it's an ice cream parlor and it has like the infinity gauntlet, like as the, the, the led sign, like the neon sign out front. And I'm like, that would be like somebody opening an ice cream parlor. That's nine 11. Yeah. This is a, this is a yeah. tragedy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, t- and it's per, and it's clearly most traumatic for Thor who's yeah. in, who's in action allowed it to happen. And I, and I suppose, yeah. With everybody coming back, maybe everyone's looking at those five years as being not so tragic anymore. Yeah. But I don't think so. <laughs> I think you still spent five years apart from your loved ones. Well, but for then, those people, uh, well, yeah, for, for the people who didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the people and the people who did get blipped out, they came back. I guess they don't really have any. They just cease to exist, so they don't have any. Like, they have no awareness. Yeah, like the, the, awareness it, of it, the tragedy. It, yeah, those people. It seems like have all just came back immediately. Uh, yeah, because if that's what Spider Man says, and that's what they did with uh, yeah. Yelena, like they kind of yeah. made it this thing where it's just like, yeah, yeah, we were just gone, and then like we, just, we were back, and okay. then everything was different. So it's like, yeah, like what 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 was more dramatic about the snap before they they said all those things was I at least got the feeling that half the universe felt what it was like to die. And yeah. you feel like that would be somewhat traumatic to those people. Like, yeah, there yeah. are people who had to watch it <clears throat> and live without it and go through all the yeah. steps of grief. But those people had to actually feel what it was like to die. Yeah. And even though they're back alive, it's like, that would change you, you know? And Correct. they're just like, yeah, yeah. I just sort of like went to sleep for two seconds and then five years passed. Like, man, did it even right. hurt? Right. Come on, man. We were sad. Yeah. Down, we were, we were sad down here. Spider-Man was scared. Yeah, he was scared. So we know, and it's we like, know that there's there something. was fear in it. Yeah, yeah. For for most people, may, maybe he knew what was happening, so he was scared, and maybe most people didn't understand it. But but yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. You come back um, from that with an idea of like, I'm going to open a business and I'm going to call it Infinity Cones. I'm going to yeah, turn this frown just, upside down. <laughs> that's just weird. 
but also also it calls into question what did the, does the general public know about the stones like does the general public know all of this or do they just know that i guess there was thanos like i guess at some point maybe captain america went on tv and People. said hey guys we lost thanos came and he did the thing and and it was like a an expose well, of what happened hawkeye so in the hawkeye show there's someone wrote on a toilet like thanos was right yeah and i always feel like i was like okay that's this is sort of this sort of feels like a commenter on youtube yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. So, so people have thoughts about Thanos. So people know who Thanos is. Like people mention Thanos in these movies, like regular people do. It's like, yeah. all right. So everyone knows. So I always thought that was weird. I was like, how do they know his yeah. name? You know, like, okay, we know it's a big purple guy, yeah. you know, but then whatever, but they know his name. But not only that, you're right. They know what the infinity stones are. Like, how would that change people? But yeah. my only answer to that, if I were to, if I was like a legal defender of the movie and I had to tell you something in court, I'd be like, well, sure. Uh, you know, it's a tourist destination, so they must have been informed what the stones were in a, like an exhibit. And then you come out of like the Infinity sure. Museum, it's like, hey, you know, the stones we just told you about? How'd you like all six of them Here's, on some yeah. vanilla? Right. <laughs> Soft yeah. serve. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I also think, like, yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about the Thanos was right thing, but it's true. Yeah. Like, I don't even, would, would the general public even know that it was a big purple guy? There was no cameras. Was was well, Thanos ever photographed? I don't know, but this is a, a problem I have with the universe in general. Uh, like, if people are aware of this, I why aren't people like a little more weird? Like, you just found yeah. out that like aliens exist. I mean, I guess they've known aliens exist they've for known. a few it's years. The Battle of New York. I guess yeah. maybe they're desensitized. I mean, our culture does sure. move on pretty quickly from some pretty insane shit. So it's true, but I've never heard of anybody creating a nine 11 yeah. themed ice cream parlor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a successful yeah. one anyway. Yeah, correct. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. someone tried, uh, right. Maybe it's that's an episode of shark tank. Sure. Hey, how about I do it? Uh, no, get, get out, no, <laughs> please. No. We're in New York right now. What the hell's wrong with you? Right, right, right. No, uh, what was it? There was another, um, oh, the only other thing was like, I think in Ms. Marvel, they mentioned that Ant-Man, like, how does everyone know, how do people know Tony Stark, like, snapped his fingers? How do they know he did the stuff? No witnesses. Because my first thought was always like, maybe there's like a cameraman with like an arm patch, like in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know, hiding in the rubble with the, you know, filming the cell games. I mean, yeah. Thanos games. Uh, I, but like, I just like to imagine that it's photographs from, from Spider-Man, his cameras like webbed up somewhere. It's just pictures of everything. He sold uh, it. And, yeah, and I just, it just cuts to JK Simmons looking at the pictures. Crap, great. crap, crap. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, um, they said that Ant-Man has been doing a podcast Scott Lang has been doing a podcast and he's been like telling people the event, like what happened. Okay. Like here's, here's what, here's the events of, I guess, civil war and the snap and the ensuing battle, you know, here's what, okay. here's what we saw. Yeah. So that was like their in universe way. Like, here's how people know. So it's like, I, are they going to, I'm sure it'll get addressed in like a single scene, a half of a scene. And yeah, in quantum mania. Like maybe the first time Probably. you see Scott Lang, they're like, Hey Scott, we need you. He's like, cool. And he stands up and just out of frame, you can see like a microphone. Yeah. You know, maybe some, or it just, it a just script comes, from it, uh, stamps.com. <laughs> I was going to say, or infinity cones. 
<laughs> and for 10% off your first cone. Enter the promo code yeah, Scott. InfinityCones.com uh, slash Scott. That's S-C-O-T-T. <laughs> they, they've got little like sprinkles that look like ants. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what the other the other moment that fell flat yeah. for me was, but it was something. Uh, I mean, the movie overall, like it's one of those where it's like, all right, you know, I, I could look back at this and maybe look fonder of it. But like, you know, I have to be I have to I told myself I was like, I have to be fair to the other movies that they've made that have been great. You yeah. know, it's like you watch Black Panther and then you watch this. And it's like, all right, one of those movies was really good and this wasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yep. it's not that it's particularly bad. To me, it was just disappointing. It was just so, it was like, it was perfectly fine. I was like, I gave it three stars. Like I, I recommended like, look, it's, it's, it's a, it's an entertaining movie. It's a, it's a, it's a, sure. it's, a it's a popcorn blockbuster. Like you're going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about like choices it made, I mean, yeah. that matters beyond this movie and it does, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it bumps, um, yeah. you know, so maybe it'll lead to some other stuff, but like, now I'm looking at like, for God's sake, how much longer is Thor going to be part of these stories? Like, I, know. I sort of thought going into this, this would be his last, his yeah. last outing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now they have her going to like Valhalla and talking to Heimdall. It's like, well, for God's sake, are, are y'all not done either? Are y'all, are, I mean, like, not that I want them to go anywhere, but it's like, I do have this weird feeling after a while, like, how much longer are y'all going to do these movies? The, the the last thing we need at this point is characters who have died coming back because we already have too many characters. We exactly. And we need to make room for new characters. And I don't need people right. being like, well, now we can bring back Iron Man and then them throwing money at Robert Downey Jr. And then him doing a cameo so that they shut up. And then that just kills all of the, you know, the drama of, of his character's death. I, I just, I, yes, I agree. I, I don't need dead characters coming back to life. I don't want that. It also calls a lot into question like, okay, so Valhalla's real, but do you only get there if you're Asgardian? In which case But why is she they're like, yeah, but you're like Asgardian. Like you're technically like I, I, I'm fine with her going to Valhalla because even if she's not Asgardian, I buy that well, but she wielded a weapon of the gods, like that right, that entitles right. her to to right. a hero's, you know, afterlife. Yeah. That's fine. That does bring up so many questions of like We've Everything. confirmed some kind of out like that. That's a, that's a big yeah. deal that there is yeah. an afterlife <laughs> for, right, for somebody. Right, right. Um, yeah. uh, kind of messed up. That's only for the Asgardians, but whatever. I remembered the other one. Okay. I remembered the other joke. Oh, good. It, it, it's it's that they they give a that it's more than twelve seconds of watching Matt Damon play Loki and Melissa McCarthy play Hella. <laughs> And Luke Hemsworth play Thor. Yeah. The fact that, that that there's more than 12 seconds of that yeah. in this runtime. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like three minutes of it. Yeah. So shave three minutes off the 119 minutes you just mentioned yeah. for something that pl- has no importance to the plot, no. only exists to make you laugh and fails. Yeah. Because because it just recaps the last movie, yeah. which I remember it. Yeah. Hey, Presum- guess what? I remember it. Presumably you've seen this. Like it was funny yeah. once. And then they get that second scene where they're like, oh, we have to do this one too. You yeah. Know, 
And and it's like no, there's some. Uh, just, uh, if they if, if if they're not careful, if if we're not careful, they're going to give those characters a Disney Plus series. Oh lord, yeah, don't the, say that. Yeah, new Asgard <laughs> theater kids, theater camp or whatever. Uh, <laughs> we have to save the rec center, Dustin. <laughs> it's dumb enough. It's, I, I was talking about this the other day. <laughs> that yesterday, today, today that they that they confirmed uh, 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 a movie about Agatha Harkness. Is it a movie or, or a series? A series. Oh, for God, oh, Jesus! A series. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'd rather be a movie. A movie's two hours. <laughs> I, be eight. I think they. I feel like they announced that a while ago. Like I think and that I'm was like, announced like not soon after WandaVision. I'm like, bro, I don't need the Agatha movie. It's it's only because the Agatha all along song was number one on iTunes for a week. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, Oh, Oh, quick scramble. Give her mm-hmm. her own show. Let's hire an entire staff to make this show. It's like, good Lord. The, the, the ease with which you can create jobs and wealth in Hollywood, just at the drop of a hat, like this will sell hurry. But, but why will it sell? Why would anyone watch that show? This is what's bothering me. Yeah. Look, I love Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I don't need this show. I saw I, her in an it, ad it, last night. I was like, this is great. Yeah. She I, was in like an old Navy ad or something. Yeah. 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 It, whatever it is. But yeah. I'm like, Amazon maybe. I don't remember what it was, but, but I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't need every character to get a spinoff. No, no. She is a one, a one note character at the end of a, of a series. I, she's the villain. I don't need, yeah. I don't need another thing. Yeah. I'm fine if she shows up again somewhere. I'm, I'm, like, 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 like crossbones. Yeah. Like, Oh, cool. Great. Like I, I kind of wish he hadn't died at the beginning of civil war, but I love seeing him. And I was like, Oh, you know, at the same time, he doesn't need to stick around. Like he's, it, it's fine if they're it, around for one scene. It's a little weird now that Wanda is also a villain because yeah. then you can't have like Wanda versus Agatha unless Agatha is weirdly the hero now. Yeah. But, but regardless, I'm just like, I don't need every one of these villains to get a spinoff now. Well, so let's, let's touch briefly. Let's touch briefly on Comic-Con since we're sort of on the subject of it. You know, one of the chief complaints with, you know, I think Thor was a Thor and Dr. Strange were kind of tipping points for people like, okay, this is whatever, but where's this all going? And now we finally actually have like a release slate. And we know like this big culmination is supposed to be these two Avengers movies, the Kang dynasty and secret wars, which we just talked about how we don't want characters to be resurrected. Wouldn't that probably be part of what secret wars is potentially who knows? So, um, I did hear someone, I've heard a lot of people, a little bit too much speculating, but like I've heard some people talking about, you know, there's a, probably a strong sense that Dr. Doom is going to be a huge part of all of this because isn't he the, the person behind secret wars and possibly like some speculation, like maybe he's, like the big, big bad behind certain events in this Black Panther movie. And like, he'd be really good, obviously, because there's a Fantastic Four movie coming. Like, you know, Dr. Doom is supposed to be the a very serious, large villain. And it would be great to have him be begin to be seated in these films the way they seated Thanos. Um, and so I'm glad personally that we have a direction. I know where, where, where we're kind of supposed to be going. Cause that's going to ultimately like make all of this kind of a slog of a phase, to be honest, worth yeah. all this introducing and all of this stuff we've been tuning in to watch. 
Um, because it's been, it's been a, a little bit of a, of a chore to yeah. watch a lot of this. I, I'll go ahead and say in hindsight, like I enjoyed plenty of it, but I'm looking back at like trying to catch up on all this with my mom. Yeah. And I'm looking at this list. Like, I think some of these I'm just going to assign to her Yeah, and not rewatch. Like I'll rewatch right. Loki again. Um, sure. I'll rewatch WandaVision. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch Ms. Marvel with my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll watch what if Dustin, um, you don't have well, to, but I okay, will. Great. I won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, look, we've got two, two titles left before the end of phase four, she Hulk and, oh, and Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then phase five starts. And so I've got the list pulled up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Secret invasion, quantum mania, guardians of the galaxy three, um, Echo, mm-hmm. Loki season two. Didn't need an Echo series, by the way. Yeah, that's another one. It's yeah. like I, I don't need this. And I know that they're like, oh, but don't you want Vincent D'Onofrio and and Charlie Cox again? And they're going to be in it. And it's like, but okay. but they're going to be in this Daredevil series. Correct. That's coming. Eighteen so episodes. Loki's, and 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 he's going to be in She Hulk. So he's going to be all over the place. We've all got over pro- the place. We're great. Loki season two. Blade, Ironheart, yeah. Agatha Coven of Chaos, nope. Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, I saw something that said, uh, we're in 2024, we're going to get uh, one episode of Daredevil a week, which means we'll have one new hour of Daredevil every week for four and a half months. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want, uh, um, yeah. and then Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, fantastic four mm-hmm. and then Avengers, the King dynasty and secret wars. And I'm like, all right. And there's a bunch of release dates in, in phase yes. six that are not, don't have properties announced yet. They just have right. release dates, but they haven't told us what they are yet. They haven't told us what they are, yeah. but they, they all come before the Avengers. The Avengers films, correct. Yes. So, so yeah, there, there, there are other titles on here, presumably maybe a, another Thor movie, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what, but, um, looking at this list, I'll just say this, right? Like Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm, I'm at least somewhat looking forward to, if only to see Kang, yeah, but pl- also because, because I, I like those characters. That's fine. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, certainly looking forward to that. Very much looking um, forward to that. As much as I kind of enjoyed Loki, I really don't know that I need another season of Loki, but okay, maybe. I think it'll be um, interesting after the events that precede it, probably. Sure. Blade, eh, I don't have much of an interest in Blade, if we're being honest. I do, but here's the thing. Like, I just, I, I really, I rewatched Blade 2 recently, and yeah. it's still really great. And uh, it's going to be hard to see another character as Blade, because to me, like, Wesley Snipes just is Blade. Is Blade, um, yeah. So that feels like one of those properties that they feel more internally excited about than I feel like fans are clamoring for, but it's a, it's a high profile, you know, black character. It's a, it's a, it's a violent and serious property. Then people, people want to see it. So it's like, I get it, but yeah, I'm not as like hyped for blade as other people are. Yeah. I, I, I saw the first blade and eh. I think it's worth watching the second blade just because Guillermo del Toro, okay. Guillermo del Toro is the director and uh, yeah. it's, it's actually a pretty tight and uh, interesting, interesting movie. Okay. Um, then we have Ironheart. I, I don't have much of an interest in Ironheart. 
um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, inter- I'm, I'm, I'm relatively interested. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to treat the legacy of Iron Man. Like, cause that, yeah. that's a character I'm pretty attached to. So like, I, I do care. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in how they decide to, cause I'm worried that they're gonna be too pithy and they're gonna make too many jokes at the expense of Tony Stark in retrospect. And it's like, there needs to be some level of reverence for this character. You know? Yeah. What, what we don't want to see is, is them build up Riri by tearing Tony down. Right. Don't, don't remind me that Tony, you know, is a, well, he wasn't, he was, yeah, he, he was some a rich white guy. Yeah. Okay. And like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Um, or, and don't, yeah, don't, don't tell me like, well, she's so much smarter than he was, you know, no, cause it's like, look, you don't, that, don't do that. Tony, just, just he, let, he, he figured yeah. out time travel. Don't tell me this, this like kid is, is smarter yeah. than this person who's, whose intelligence has been bolstered for 12 years of movies. Correct. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. But, but for me, like I'm, I'm pretty inherently disinterested in stories where, another character unrelated to the first character takes mm-hmm. on a man, the mantle yeah. or a similar mantle of like, I'm okay with, with, you know, Falcon becoming Captain America because it's his friend, <laughs> it's his friend. or Robin becoming Batman one day. Like I'm okay yep. with all of that. I with the idea of all that. Um, I'm not okay with just some random person who never met Tony Stark saying like, I guess I'll just be the next Iron Man. Oh, that's and true. Like, Dustin. Uh, oh, that that's what I'm not okay with. Yeah. Um, I'd be, I'd be more okay with it. If, if, uh, Don Cheadle's character, Rhodey mm-hmm. decided to become the next Iron Man. Okay. Yep. It's, it's the Bucky situation all over again, but you yeah. know, th- th- that would be copying Bucky. So they're probably not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 Sam, um, then, then, uh, after, after Ironheart, Agatha, we just talked about Agatha, mm-hmm. um, daredevil born again. I didn't watch. I only watched the first season of the Netflix Daredevil. I'm not really attached to that character. Uh, I think 18 is asking a lot. That is um, a lot. That's a lot, especially in a world where they're like, "Ah, we'll do six. Yeah, it's that's weird that Daredevil's like, I don't know. I don't know who decided it needed to be that. Long, Here's the okay. thing, though. What they're gonna do, what they end up doing with a lot of these, I feel like, is like they they've got they, they do stuff and then like uh, or they announce it and you're like, I'm kind of. And then they release trailers where you, st- or, or they make announcements where you start to learn such and such characters in it. Like She-Hulk, yeah. like I was like, okay, I, I want to see She-Hulk. I like Tatiana's landing. And it's like, hey, we're going to have um, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Emil Blonsky's in here. And now we've got Daredevil in here. And now we've got, yeah. it's like, well, there's a lot of people in this show. Like it's not really just right. a She-Hulk show. So I feel right. like they sort of bring you in as the time grows nearer when they announce yeah. the casting and. And so I wonder yeah. what kind of stuff is going to be packed in 18 episodes of Daredevil. It could be a whole, whole hell of a lot uh, yeah. that makes it a little bit more uh, sexy to want to watch, you know? Yeah, they, they could totally throw Jessica Jones in there and Luke Cage and whatever else. They and, could. Then, and then hell, they could throw know, Spider-Man in there. Spider-Man and yeah. whoever else. Um, they could, uh, who knows, by that point, maybe uh, Wolverine's Fantastic, in it. Well, the Fantastic Four. Anyone who lives in New York, yeah. you know, that's a lot right, of, right. you know. Yep, Exactly um captain america new world order yeah okay that's fine yeah um thunderbolts i'm assuming this is gonna be arriving off the heels of captain america yeah um which is probably presumably where we'll next see um elaine venice yeah um and then and then and then fantastic four um which remains 
you know, like I, yeah. I, I just need more information yeah. about it before I can be excited about it. Yep. Um, and then, and then the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. which it seems so weird that there's going to be like a whole nother phase, two phases essentially before we get another and team. A, up an, movie. Yeah. An Avengers movie. That's the only thing that's that worries weird. me. It's like, there's no team. Like when do you yeah. form the Avengers again? Like when do you reform right. them? And, and under, I mean, do they form right, right before this movie loosely or, it, it, or, or, or because these are probably going to be inherently team upable properties, do we need marquee Avengers movies every, every phase to do that? I would argue that we do. Mm-hmm. Here's why. If the King dynasty is the first time we get to see Yelena work with Blade. Blade. Yeah. And Captain Marvel and yeah. She-Hulk. And, and like, if this is the first time that we're seeing them all together, you're going to have to establish them relatively quickly and, and how they work together or don't, but the, you run the risk of, of repeating Joss Whedon's Avengers right. to bring them together. You, you need to just do the late stage uh, thing that they did, which was you just have to have them start meeting off screen or, or you have them like not, it's not a huge deal that they've met. Like yeah. at this point you should sort of like, treat it like a wedding like you're friends of friends we all know the same people i haven't met you yet but uh, you know um your brother's my best friend or whatever like it's that sort of thing if it were me if it were me i would be taking every opportunity like for instance captain america new world order begins with the end of a mission that the avengers are on Mm -hmm. so we see the avengers as a team in that film yeah before we break off and allow it to be sam's story yeah um same with ironheart you know by the end of ironheart she goes on her first mission with the avengers you know whatever it is i mean use these opportunities to to bring the team together before the avengers um and let us see what they're up to and, and let it be known that the Avengers are still a thing and they're still meeting and mm-hmm. they're still doing what they do. And, you know, cause they still haven't really addressed like, like even as much as, you know, since civil war yeah. on what legal plane are they allowed to operate? It's still right. unclear. It's like still unclear. they, they reacted in infinity war and they kind of assembled, you know, very, on impromptu and you know within yeah. a day ostensibly an end game yeah. and everything yeah. since then has been you know specific like captain america is allowed to operate in such such a capacity but like there's still like this idea of government oversight it's like yeah. do they even have somewhere they can congregate like you in have the to compounds the compounds destroy you have to reestablish like the logistics of how this works right like and you need to establish like you know because the avengers were like an end game. The Avengers were run by Romanoff. She yeah. was the one who was, yeah. you know, running that whole operation Tactician, and it was intergalactic. Yeah. So who, yeah. who runs the Avengers now? Is it, is it, is it sword? Since it's, and since it's intergalactic, like, does it have to be sword? Presumably if we look at like the King dynasty or, or secret wars or whatever, like secret wars is going to be bigger. It's going to be their end game. But like mm-hmm. with the King dynasty, who appears in that? It was it was obvious, like with Age of Ultron, like you knew who the Avengers were, mm-hmm. and you knew who the newcomers were going to be. Yeah, and then and then with Infinity War, well, I mean, let's say Civil War. With Civil War, the Avengers were known, right? Like we, it wasn't a big surprise who that roster was. 
the decaying dynasty, like, I don't know who the roster, what the roster is going to look like. So is it everybody or are they saving everybody for secret wars? And it's going to be like a core eight for the King dynasty. I don't know. It's just weird. Do you think that the Russos will come back and do secret wars? No, I, they, they announced today Oh really? That the that the Kang Dynasty is going to be directed by um, the the guy that directed Shang Chi, uh, Daniel Destin Cretton. Daniel Cretton. Yes, that he's really? directing the Kang Dynasty, but that that leads me to believe it's not going to be the Russo. I would think the Russos would do both if they were going to do one. Maybe, but may, or maybe they're like, no, Secret Wars is a gigantic undertaking. We're not doing two yeah. Avengers films again. You know, like especially if they Could have to re- release six months within six months of each other. But isn't Secret? I'm one. I'm I'm having trouble with the plot of Secret Wars. Like in the comics, what is like you're plucking heroes and villains out of various universes and you're having them fight each other? It seems a like the thing people complain the most about with Marvel, which is now we have to make the characters fight. But like, what's the plot though? The Beyonder becomes fascinated by the presence of superheroes on Earth, kidnaps Marvel's A-list heroes, and teleports them to an artificially constructed planet called the Battle World, where he orders them to fight to the death. What the hell's the point of that? Where's the... Okay, fine, they're fighting. But what's the... Why do I care? Because they're fighting. But... Th- Batman v Superman. But, but, you care so, because they're fighting. It's secret. It's secret. It's secret wars in and that there's going to be the, a Beyonder. There's probably going to be multiverse collisions. You know, yeah. because they want to do. They've already set up the incursions in already, so right. that so that'll be yeah. so that'll be part of it. But it may be yeah. like, yeah, and you know, there'll be some fights, but like we're going to take liberties with like the overall drama of all of this. But so it yeah. look if they can pull it all off like within game, then fine, I'm all for it. You know, but yeah. there's like we someone shared that chart with us. There's hours, exponentially more hours of content to keep up with now with this than there was in the infinity saga. And as I get older, I've got less time. Yeah. And I got, I got, I got more shit going on. Uh, and I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm, I'm willing to keep up with all this because I, I do at least enjoy watching it. Yeah. But as I said, like more of this is becoming generic to me, um, in ways that, that make me uncomfortable admitting, (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I don't like right. to say that, but like, I, I've yeah. got to be fair to what's exceptional. And yeah. so little of what I've seen lately has been exceptional. I really enjoyed Dr. Strange a lot. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it it's, okay. it's on the upper end for me sure. of upper. It's on the upper middle of okay. the overall stuff going on with Marvel. Yeah. Um, there's just enough interesting stuff happening, um, yeah. particularly with the filmmaking in the movie. And that maybe not so much the plot or like, you know character stuff but like sure but sam Raimi made a very visually engaging and fun movie where weird shit happens and that that's fine with me um but like thor's below that because this movie's uh love and thunder's below that because it's it's it just sort of it's it's inconsistent uh at worst and and kind of just um generic and stock at best so I'm I'm looking at a list of the characters that are prominently featured in Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the comics, it's Captain America. Mm-hmm. So I assume Sam, yeah. um, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. um, which could be either Clint or uh, Kate Bishop, Kate, um, Iron Man. So maybe Riri Williams, mm-hmm. um, She-Hulk, Thor, the Wasp, and the Hulk. Three members of the Fantastic Four. 
Human Torch, Mr. Fantastic, and The Thing, Spider-Man and Spider-Woman, from the X-Men, Colossus, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Professor X, Rogue, Storm, Wolverine, and Magneto. Villains, including The Absorbing Man, Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus, The Enchantress, Kang, Claw, The Lizard, The Molecule Man, Titania, Ultron, Volcana, and The Wrecking Crew, um, and Galactus. So it's like, it's a pretty... A lot of people. That's a lot that's, of actors. But that's not anywhere close to the amount of characters that are currently in the MCU. Right. Because, granted, there's no X Men in the MCU as of yet. Um, all the Eternals and all this, by the way. Eh, it feels like the MCU is going to sweep them under the rug, if we're being honest. I, I do wonder. I, I, I definitely wonder, especially once they announce these gaps. Like, okay, one of these movies has to be a Shang-Chi sequel, right? Or an Eternal sequel, you'd an think. Eternal sequel, you know, and presumably an X Men movie or something. Right? How do they get yeah. introduced? A friend of mine today I was know like, "They just I have not seen the Marvel Miss Marvel or whatever. Yeah, but I know they introduced her as yeah, as a mutant. They, they've correct? decided they've decided that that she's that she has a mutation. Okay, and so so, and I'm sure X Men are coming. No, they're coming, and and they have to be. And we'll have to get into this another time. But like, would they have to explain like? where have y'all been like you know has xavier been around for this long you know like are are the writers going to decide to just pluck him out of another universe which seems cheap but at the same time we don't want to sit through another origin story we know who the x-men are um do we need to watch them form again i don't want to um you know like it's easy to explain why a character like wolverine has probably been around but not engaging or wanting to do anything with all this because he's that's the kind of guy he is okay fine so we've we've solved for wolverine Charles Xavier, he's been around for a while. He'd still he'd be trying to find mutants, give them a safe haven. Was he just unsuccessful at it? Is that a is that a know. character flaw of his that he's not that great at, at assembling everyone? Like, you know, people have been aware of like heroes and mutations since 2008. So by 2024, have we evolved enough as a society where people feel comfortable, you know, outing themselves? as mutants and so now that, that that's that's why we're starting to see mutants coming out now because because know. now society will accept them because but but they don't accept them because the people don't like the avengers but then they love she-hulk and and then on top of that like like or have mutants only started like recently started even like becoming a thing but that's not true so then are, are xavier and wolverine like exceptions because they like they they've been around like for decades and 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 also, the, you know, the, the Eternals for like millennia and what's going on? I couldn't tell you. Like ya. if I was hired right now, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. If I were a writer right now, Marvel's like, hey, we want to hire you. Here's a bunch of money. Write a script. I'd be like, I don't fucking think I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think right. I can do this, you guys. You're, you'd have to come up with something contrived. Exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, it's like, well, I don't even I, know where to start. Like, what? Well, how do you like, like, I, Honestly, if I were hired for Marvel right now, all I feel like I could do to contribute before I'd lose my mind is I need to nail down like universe questions. I need to nail down what the public thinks of mutants. I need to because I need to know how you want these things integrated. It has to make sense on a large scale. Otherwise, people are just going to go, oh, the mutants are here because you own Fox now. You can't make it a giant reminder of how obscenely rich you are. You know, yep. that you just bought these characters outright. It almost has to be 
either an event causes the mutation, yeah, which cheapens everything and mm-hmm. also makes it so that Wolverine and Charles Xavier and Magneto are only recent mutants. Right. Um, and I don't like that then, because that takes away what makes Wolverine, you know, Wolverine's longevity right. is, is part of what makes him an interesting character. He is. Or you pull them from another universe, like you said, mm-hmm. another timeline, another multiverse, whatever. Um, Which can get way too convenient. Right. But it's because not a terrible it, idea because it has, it has overall, it has a lot of possibilities for conflict. It has, it has story storyline logic, mm-hmm. but the problem with it is, it's very contrived. And how do you explain how like the only thing that happened was now you're in my universe, not like yeah. reality's breaking apart or cars look like, you know, buttholes now or whatever. Well, like- because that also doesn't, doesn't mean that there are mutants in the general public. It right. just means we pulled over yeah. some super hero mutants mm-hmm. from another universe. Right. So, so clearly there are mutants. I mean, presumably blade's going to say there are vampires among us right so there are these secret societies of vampires and mutants and whatever else right that that have existed i think the only thing you could do is say that charles xavier for whatever reason contrived some reason as to why he is choosing to not be involved and Mm -hmm. have magneto on his side until that first movie when they finally turn against one another and so it's not necessarily a long-standing rivalry it's that they're on the same side until this movie pits them against one another. And that explains why Magneto has, he's been with Xavier and the X-Men and maybe Xavier is like mind bubbled all of them. So they don't know what's happening outside and the mind bubble protected them from the snap and the mind bubble protected them from whatever, 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 whatever. So that eventually, but then, but then, but then even if, even if, Professor X, I think I said Magneto a minute ago. Even if Professor X has the mind bubble and does all that, and that means he's also not actively looking for more mutants, which means he kind of sucks at doing what he's supposed to be doing. Sure. So, yeah, no matter how you slice it, it's going to suck. I feel like what's going to happen is there. it's going to get like explained away in a trailer in some offhanded joke, like, like where have we been on this time? It's like, well, I've been busy. This summer. Yeah. And it's like, is, 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 that the, is that the explanation? Is this all we're going to get? Wait a second. Come back here. Answer my question. The explanation is really contrived. And it's going to be like, oh, cool. Cool. We're just not going to yeah. answer this question. Like yeah. a joke will be the answer. And that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Man. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. This could all be great, or this could be a a colossal failure (laughs) and and a huge waste of time. If if they hired me tomorrow and said, write it, tell me how the X-Men exist and have existed for decades and nobody's said anything or done anything to help, I'd be like, like, boy. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't want any part of this. Right. <laughs> I don't want to uh, help. Um, I don't want a paycheck. I just want to, I'd like, I'd like to leave. I'd like to leave. I haven't seen the ending of WandaVision since it came out. Didn't they hint that she was born with these powers? Yes. But they didn't say she actually is a mutant. They just said she was born with the powers. They didn't say mutant. They didn't say mutant, but they did sort of, they were like, yeah, you've always had like these, 
these abilities, but like those experiments like awokened them in you or something. So yeah. now, now she no longer got her powers from the stone. She had them and they were so, sort of like, they were sort of accelerated by the stone. Just a cool. cheap way of saying, Hey, we can, we can be mutants now. And also like you're destined to be the Scarlet Witch. You're not just some girl, some angry, you know, girl who volunteered for an experiment because your parents died. Yeah. So they could theoretically do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think all you, all you could do is like Charles Xavier was blipped out of existence. And when he came back, he realized that there are things out there bigger than he ever thought. Yeah. And he has to now use his powers for good rather than just hide them away and he's finding people who are like him, accelerating their powers, obviously not using a infinity stone, mm-hmm. but accelerating their powers. So essentially it becomes like an unlockable thing. Yeah. You, you, you are, you are a mutant, but not until we unlock you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, now it starts sounding like the occult and that's yeah. all kinds of Yeah. Weird. Just drink this Kool-Aid. And yeah, you'll be like, a hero. You're exceptional. I think Just, you, uh, you might be able to... Sit in that chair and drink this for a moment. I think maybe you can fly, but not yet. But you, have you some of this have, wine. You may have wings sprout from your back. Take off your shirt. Yes, yeah, get undressed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Scott. Uh, Why don't you put on these glasses? I think they'll look cool. Yes. Yeah. Now, when I give you this, uh, when I when I when I give you this this Kool Aid, uh, I do believe you'll never be able to open your eyes again naturally. So, uh, you're ready for, wait, what the fuck? What'd you just say? What I drink? Oh God! Oh, I just killed oh, my parents! No. Oh, I don't want this! Oh, oh God! No! What have you done to me? Oh, I'm in hell! I'm my in hell! My life is terrible. This, this is much worse. Much worse. Like I can't touch yeah. anyone. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. It's just a horror movie. Like, oh, what have you done? It's like that one shot of Wolverine, like looking at his bloody hand claws. He's like, oh, it's just like just a, a horrible like. And he walks. He, he walks. Huh? He rolls out of the room on his chair, and he's like, "You're welcome. See you tomorrow for training." And they're all like, "Oh, right. screaming in agony. Oh. Like, what have we done? Oh." Wow. <laughs> that's that's the pitch right there. That's it's a the it's a horror movie. They all resent him and, and kill him. Yes, at there the end you of go. the film. Yep. Credits. Directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dustin. Uh, all right, man. Oh boy. Uh yeah, that's it. So I guess that's uh, Thor. That's the <laughs> <laughs> secret uh secret comic con review there. Yep. Um, John said he could probably do next week and, uh, cause I want to talk to you guys about no time to die. Okay. Yeah. So if that, if that ain't it. a tease, then tease. nothing else. Did, did I ever talk about it on the show? I don't think I did. I don't think you did. Maybe I'll spend the next, the next week and I'll rewatch Spectre and no time to die. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Well, yeah. Spectre's not on, uh, it's not on Amazon. You gotta go somewhere else. It's the only one that's not on there. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, well, then you're good. There you go. Alrighty. We'll do it. All right. Sounds good. Oh, boy. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.